from the world of sports to the world of pop culture and beyond. It's step one. Learn sports. Now, your hosts, Brittany Wench and Avery Harder. Welcome to Step One Learn Sports. I'm Brittany Wench here with Avery Harder. We have a very special episode for you today. Our very first guest, Steve Carbone, known to the world as Reality Steve of Bachelor Nation, sits down with us for a very exclusive interview. And what you might not know is his first love is sports talk radio. We find out how he makes the jump from sports talk radio to reality TV blogger. We have so many questions for you. It's kind of like when someone says, "What well, if you sat down with Jesus, what's one question that you would ask? You just, you know everything, and I have so many questions. You're pretty much oh Jesus boy. at this point. <laughs> Bachelor <laughs> Jesus, that's for sure. Oh, boy. Bring them on. Let's, uh, let's go. <laughs> well, first, okay, so it's 2019. This show has yeah. been around for 17 years and going strong. It's rare to find someone in Bachelor Nation who's unfamiliar with who, quote-unquote, reality Steve is. At the time when the show first aired in 2002, did you ever imagine that you would be as big of a voice for this franchise as you are today? Oh, gosh, no, because it wasn't even on my radar. I was in sports talk radio at the time. Like, I, that was all I ever wanted to do with my career was be a sports talk show host in 2002. And um, I knew The Bachelor was on the air at that point. I hadn't started watching it yet. The only two that I didn't cover were the first two Bachelor seasons. My first season covering this show was the first Bachelorette season, Trista, uh, which was it aired after the first two Bachelor seasons. So, yeah, I mean, it, not even not even close. Um, I never thought in a million years this is what I would be doing. Um, it kind of, you know, I I've I've always liked to write. That was my thing. And I've always been kind of a sarcastic, smarmy kind of ass. Uh, you know, I get it. Um, <laughs> I've always kind of been that way. And it, this franchise and this show was just very easy to make fun of. And I wrote about it every episode from 2003 on. And I did it when I, it was just a thing I did for fun, side thing I did for fun. But I also did it in hopes that it would land in the right person's hand and someone would like my writing and be like, do you want to do some freelance work? But I never pitched to myself. I never sent out stuff. I just kind of, it just, it wasn't something that I was pursuing at all. And then once the site started getting bigger and more and more people started reading me, I was like, okay, again, but I wasn't pitching myself. I wasn't telling media outlets to go read my stuff. It was just, I was doing it. And then the spoiler, my first spoiler came in 2009, and that kind of changed everything. <laughs> and that first spoiler, was that the Jason Mesnick one or the Nick Vile one? Because I found both of those No, that was Jason. Yeah, that was Jason Mesnick. So that was 2009. And someone who knew I wrote about the show said, look, I know you write about this show and have a following. I found out what happened at the end. And, you know, I they told it to me. I'm like, wow. Um and when I put it out there, my readers and anybody else really didn't have any reason to believe me because I had never given a spoiler before. I'd literally just recapped this show and made fun of it for six years up to that point. And then I got the Jason spoiler. And then when it, the Jason spoiler ended up being right, then it was like, oh, wow, this guy knows stuff about the show. And then ever since then, it's just people love to tell me stuff. 
Yeah, so that, it's been kind of crazy. That's a, a question that I have. Do you find that probably since that first spoiler came out in 2009, now 10 years later, that people are just volunteering information just out of nowhere? They're Twitter DMing you, Insta DMing you, trying to find your email, like just trying yeah. to give you anything that you can go off. Say like all this recent stuff with Jed and Haley Stevens yeah. and everything like that. Are people just... Um, obviously you were grinding for the information at one point, but I imagine now that with how social media has changed and how big it is for this franchise, the information's got to just be flooding your DMs. Yeah, social media has definitely changed this show, and the show has adjusted to social media. In the beginning, they didn't, but now they're basically just accepting the fact that when they're out filming, especially if it's in another country, any American tourist could see it and recognize what's going on and, you know, maybe get back to me and tell it to me or maybe post it on their own Twitter and it just gets out there. I mean, they, they know, they know that it's going to get spoiled certain parts, you know, um, there's only so much they can do that. You tape your show in advance, stuff's going to get out. It's just the way it is. And especially nowadays when everybody's got a phone on them and a camera on them and has access to Instagram and Twitter, it's just very easy to spoil stuff now. Yeah, I mean, 24-hour news cycle. Once once one picture's out there, it's you're never getting it back. Yeah. Um, Avery and I are both pretty big Bachelor and Bachelorette fans, and I feel like we both kind of have like a love-hate relationship with the whole franchise. You like love to hate the show, but also you like are not going to miss a single yeah. second, but everyone has something to say about who the next Bachelor is, who the next Bachelorette is. Um, but one thing we definitely talk about, I feel like everybody who watches this show will say they'll – you recognize that there's different caliber of contestants that are on there, right? There's people that go in and you're like, okay, they're going to be somebody who's going to make it all the way to the end. Like they're a shoe in to be at the final rows. They're a shoe in to be proposed to, or this person is going to be gone right away. This person's going to play the villain. We're curious if you were to be a contestant on the bachelorette, what type of contestant or character would they portray you as, or what would you try to play? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I'd be a loudmouth and I'd be a snitch. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm like the guessing. Demi. <laughs> it, the thing is, I mean, people have asked me all the time about going on the show and would you ever do it? It's like, first off, I'm not in their demographic. I would never be on the show. <laughs> they know who I am, so they would never cast me because of that. Yeah. I don't fit their shows. I don't fit their shows demo at all, um, and I would never do it because I'd be then I wouldn't be able to spoil it. I, I enjoy spoiling the show, like there would be no reality C for that particular season. So yeah, I would, they would never ask and I would never do it. But in a fantasy world, if I was ever on this show, Oh, I'm sure I'd be a guy that would rub people the wrong way for sure. Every, every first show of the season, whenever it's everyone's coming out, there's always one that gets way too belligerently drunk. Do you think that would be you? No, no, because I'm not a big drinker. I mean, I, so, I socially drink, um, but I'm not a big drinker at all. Um, so that definitely wouldn't be me. I just think I would be a guy that would comment on the guys that are driving me nuts and comment on the guys and have no problem saying it to their face or even under my breath or in a condescending way, tell a guy that he's being an idiot. Yeah. Um, that would be me for sure. Because honestly, I have a... I have a problem, not a problem, but I, I just am very, um, I'm very candid when I'm 
when I meet people and come across people and whatnot, and I just would not hold back. And I know that in a house with 25 other guys, I would, I know for a fact, I'd probably think three quarters of them are idiots and are acting like idiots or acting for camera. And I would just call them out. So yeah, I would be the, I would be the guy to call everybody else out. That would be me. I've been wondering this for a while. Do you think, because every week when Hannah seems to go and give her roses, now I'm not caught up on this past episode from this week, but when she goes to give Luke P a rose every week, it looks like she does not want to give him that rose. Do you think that there's an air of the producers coming in and saying, hey, Luke P is our villain this season. He is going to be sticking around. You will give him a rose whether you like it or not. Or do you think that he has manipulated her so much throughout the season that she's like all caught up in it, but still has these feelings for him and is still giving him a rose? Or do you think the producers are making her keep him around? Here, here's the thing with Luke. Obviously, he's getting destroyed on social media all season long. And, and she's getting... It's her one big flaw this season is constantly keeping him around. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she did give him the first impression, Rose. So she definitely liked him from the get-go. And I think that she almost wants to defend the fact that she's liked him from the beginning is, and is why he's been sticking around. Because... Every episode, we see Hannah giving Luke some sort of lecture about how he's acting or something that he said or something that he did, and yet she still keeps giving him roses. So it's almost like I don't think the producers need to nudge her in that direction. I really do think, and and I've heard enough interviews with Hannah post-show to know that she has kind of said in interviews, I've always been one to try and fix things. I've always been one to... She's just not one to give up right away. And I think that Luke was totally her type. That's why she gave him the first impression, Rose. Mm-hmm. And she totally wanted to make it work with Luke. And she's doing everything she can to do it. Um, and I think that she's trying to justify her actions by continually keeping him around. Because I think I think Luke means well. And I don't think he went on the show with any malicious intent. I mean, if anything... He's just too over the top. He's too strong and too stage five clinger so far with her saying all the things that he has. And I just don't think he realizes how he comes across to people. That's my biggest issue with Luke. Yeah, it's almost it's like a lap dog that's 90 pounds, but still insists on sitting in your lap that that's him every week. He has no idea how much turmoil he's causing. He's trying to do it at the goodness of his heart and. She's trying so hard to see it. So since you come from sports broadcasting background, I imagine yeah. you still follow it pretty deep. Huge. What Huge do, sports fan. What do you think is worse on Twitter? Bachelor, Bachelorette fans or sports fans when something goes wrong in the game and they are just tearing each other down to shreds? I mean, I would, for volume, it's sports. Okay. But the Bachelor fans are just as, uh, annoying when it comes to having a favorite and cheering for that favorite. And then when that favorite goes home, losing all sense of reality and acting a complete fool. I remember this past year in the playoffs when the bears kicker, Cody Parkey missed that. Oh yeah. I'm from Chicago. And so I, I hear that. <laughs> the responses on Twitter and the hate and threats and F bombs that he was getting <laughs> 
And it's like, look, I get it. Fan is short for fanatic. We get it. And you can be mad that your team lost in the playoffs. The Bears had a great season. It was ruined because a guy couldn't hit a 43-yarder. I get you're upset. But the people who take it to the extreme of saying the things that they did to Cody Parker and yeah. subtweeting him, it's just like people like that, I just I can't relate to on any level whatsoever. I just don't get it how you could be that mad over a playoff loss. Oh, yeah. I agree totally. Yeah, I think that sports, they're much more brutal. One of my favorite things to do while watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is to follow along on Twitter. Yeah, me too. I think that the fans of this franchise are so much funnier. They come up with these memes and these sayings, and they they pull out things from, like, last season. Or um, one of my favorites was when – was it CN or Sienna from a couple seasons ago? They were like, it's so nice to see people like like um, CN show up and there was a picture of a snake that came <laughs> in. Yeah, it just yeah. the things yeah. that they come up with are, are so funny. Um, so you mentioned your sports background, hailing in large part from California where you kind of cut your teeth on it. We have to know, who's your NBA team? You know, it's funny because the only two teams that I grew up rooting for in any sport, being from Southern California, I was a Laker and a Dodger fan. That's it. Um. Once I got to college, and even though I went to college in L.A., and after I graduated, stayed in L.A. until 2006, I, I mean, I, I was just more of an overall sports fan. I, becoming, I, I became a lot bigger college football fan once mm-hmm. I got to college, even though I didn't go to a school that had a college football team. I just found myself watching a lot of college football on Saturdays, and I was always an NFL fan. But, you know, right when I became – teenage years and going off to college is when the Rams and Raiders left LA. Ooh, yeah. So I never, I were never fan. I was never really fans of them growing up. It was Dodgers and Lakers for me. The main team I would say is the Lakers, but I, again, I am not a fanatic at all. I have, I'm 44. I have never worn a Jersey. <laughs> I don't have para- I don't have any paraphernalia. I don't collect autographs, pictures, anything like that. I just, love watching sports and at the time I was doing it talking about it I don't think I would ever get back into that workplace because I just it it drove me nuts after a while um having to you know live in this hot take world where you have to take a side on something yeah you know my biggest thing with sports is you know sports talk radio is so black and white it's either this or this when in reality most stuff in sports is a gray area you don't know anything you're Mm -hmm. just giving your opinion, but to be compelling, you got to give this hot sports take. I'm just like, I'm over it. I just, I just want to watch the games and I'll have, yeah, I'll form opinions on players and coaches and stuff like that. But, um, I, I'd, I'd say I'm a Laker fan, but then that sounds like, but yeah, I mean, I, I watch them. I, I hope they win, but I'm not a diehard. Oh my gosh, this is so great. We got LeBron. We got AD. Cause I watched a lot of games last year cause I have the NBA season pass. Mm-hmm on my TV and I watch Laker games. I'm like all last year, even when they were doing good before LeBron got hurt, I just feel like LeBron is not a Laker to me. Like he's on the team and he wears the Jersey and he's a great player. And I love LeBron. I love watching that guy play. I love watching him play with the, with the Cavs and the heat and with Lakers, but he's not a Laker to me. Yeah. It's it's different than he never will be. He's, he's a guy that they're basically renting for three or four years. There's nothing LA about LeBron. Now, I mean, I get, you know, he's got the production company and he does TV shows and movies and going to do Space Jam 2 and whatnot. I'm just talking about, like, 
when I watch him, I'm just like, okay, he's in their jersey, but you know, he's not a Laker through and through, and he'll yeah. never be on the level of a Magic or a Kobe or a Kareem yeah. or Worthy. It's just never. It's just he's on the team. I'm happy. I hope they do well, but it's just I don't know. It's tough to get invested, and then you know now we got. Now they got AD. I first off, I hate when people say we. So scratch that. <laughs> yeah, I don't you think know, they they play. They play. You watch. Yes. You're not. It's not we. You're right. not on the team. So right. I love um, that. Uh, so it's like, you know, they got AD. I'm like, okay, great. I mean, they're going to be a great team in the West. They're easily, you know, they haven't made the playoffs for six years. Now they're going to be a top four team in the West, if not top two or three team in the West. But I don't know. I don't live or die with the Lakers. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I'd like to see them do well. Um, I'd like to see the Dodgers do well. And I, I'm, I'm, I am bummed that the Dodgers have lost the last two World Series, but yeah, they got another great team again, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's, let's pretend we're in a fantasy world here. If yeah. sports happened two months ago but it wasn't airing, no one had any idea, knew what happened until next week, say it was the Super Bowl, would you spoil it? Would you still do what you were doing on a sports level if that was an option? Oh, absolutely not. Because I, and I'll tell you why. Because I am a gambler. I bet on games quite frequently. In fact, every weekend um, <laughs> during football season. So I absolutely wouldn't. And I would gather up as much money I could. And I would bet on the game if I knew the outcome, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, why sure, I've, always, yeah. I've always been in... Uh, Back to the Future 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, that trilogy movie. is one of my favorites. And the whole point of Back to the Future 2 and the premise of the movie was, you know, he got busted for going back and bringing back the sports almanac where he knew the uh, where, he knew, where he knew the scores of what happened in the 80s and whatever, because they went to travel to 2015. Um, that's, always intri- that's always been intriguing to me. So that's the first thing that popped into my head when you said, if I, if I knew the score, what would I do? Absolutely, I would bet on it. Yeah, like, I, I would, would capitalize on this. <laughs> Wouldn't spoil it. Hey, you would you would come out well on top of that deal. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's 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 the it's the greatest. I mean, as a gambler, the biggest thing you want to know is if what's the, what edge can I get on any game? Can I get some sort of edge? Do I, can I get some sort of information? And if I'm obviously it's fantasy world, but yeah. if I knew a game was already over or it had already won. Or who was going to win? It's like, yeah, first thing I would do is put money on it. Um, it's no secret that you've really been a pioneer in the reality TV blogging world. I mean, everybody knows realitysteve.com. Everybody knows you as Reality Steve. Who has been your biggest influence throughout your career? Um, Bill Simmons. And I say that having, having never having spoken to the guy in my life. I was just going to ask if you um, think you've seen any of your work. He... He must have because I he has brought up my name on his podcast before when he's gone on to talk Bachelor stuff with their people that cover The Bachelor. Um, oh. I know my name has been brought up numerous times. I've been on The Ringer podcast uh, four or five times, uh, their Bachelor podcast in the past. So I've never spoken to Bill. I've never had um, any interaction with him whatsoever. But when I started reading him in college – he was, we're, we're kind of the same age. I think he's two or three years older than me. We liked the same things. We liked the same shows. We were very into pop culture. And I just related to him. I was just like, this stuff is hilarious. This is, this is what I like to write, mixing sports 
and pop culture. And he would always talk about stuff that I had just watched or movies that were some of my favorites. I would print out his, I would print out his columns and send them to my friends. I mean, it was, Oh wow. It was, I, I thought he was, I mean, he was great. And then I, I've, I've loved seeing his success and how he's blown up in the industry and kind of changed the podcasting world. Um, I, I really think he is, was a huge, and basically when I started reading his stuff in college, that's what made me want to write a recap every week of The Bachelor at. I just was like, because if you read my early recaps, I mean, granted, they are so bad now. I'm glad they're not out there. <laughs> Started but from the bottom, now we're here. My, yeah, 2003, we... my 2003 recaps, I don't want to say I copied Bill, but I would make, I, it, was, it was along the same lines. It was like watching the show and then throwing in as many pop culture references as I could, because that's what Bill did. And I thought he was hilarious. And so that would make me hilarious in turn. And um, I wasn't nearly as good of a writer as he is, but the style of mixing what you're watching with something else that was going on that was important in the world, pop culture world, I mean, that's, what I did. that's what got me started. So he's been a few, huge influence for somebody I've never spoken to. And he's the reason that Reality Steve basically launched is because I wanted to start writing like him. I mean, being on his radar has got to be pretty mind-blowing for you too even though you guys haven't met i have yeah um... i mean it's 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 i mean i i think at some point um him and i will speak over something um oh it's inevitable but you know it's it's yeah and, and i think the other thing the other thing that that got me drawn to bill was he always used to talk about going to vegas and doing vegas trips with his boys and at the time <laughs> that's exactly there. what i was doing with my buddies out of college we were yeah. going to vegas on the weekends and having a blast and he used to write about it. And then I used to, it was funny because after I saw Bill write about it, I would write about it, but I would just write about it to my friends. After the weekend, I would send them an email of all the funny moments of the weekend. And we just, it was between us. And that, that was straight from Bill. Like that was totally ripped from Bill's columns. And it's just, he was just always a major influence because I think he was, he was great. And he's still, I still think he's great. I love all that. Um, I know I have one final question. Then Brittany has another one yeah. too. Uh, super simple. Have you met Chris Harrison? None. met him no um he did a book signing when he released his book like four or five years ago and he wrote that romance novel oh yeah he he was at a barnes and noble here in dallas and um the barnes and noble at the mall is like right across the way from cheesecake factory so <laughs> i made sure i went to cheesecake factory at the time that he was there and i i was maybe you know 50 yards away and i i remember seeing him and i think i took a picture from 50 yards away, but I didn't go up and introduce myself or say anything. Um, I'd, but I'd be interested to know what his, Oh yeah. I thoughts would be if y'all were to meet and if you were to tell him, obviously he knows who reality Steve is. Yeah. He'd be living under a rock. If yeah. he didn't. It's weird because if I should, if I met up to him at a, you know, he owns a restaurant out here now and I think he's, he doesn't really appear at it cause he lives in LA. But mm-hmm. I mean, if I ever met the guy, whether it's at some function or something, um, like, I don't even know what I would say to him. There isn't much to say to him. I might shake his hand and be like, hey, I'm, it's Reality Steve. Nice to finally meet you. <laughs> Talked about, about you time. enough over the years. But I don't think the conversation would go very deep because I, I don't I, – I know he's not a huge fan of what I do. So yeah. he's not going to want to sit there and be like, oh, hey, man, great That's, to meet you. I, yeah. I just think he would be like, oh, 
Nice to meet you. But to yeah. that I, point, I feel like you offer them such great publicity and free advertising, yeah. basically. Like, I feel like you guys have your relationship with the Bachelor Nation has got to have reached a point where they appreciate what you do because it helps them, essentially. I mean, it's kind of like having the answers in the back of a math book. Like, you still have to see yeah. how you get there, but having the answer there is kind of nice to follow along. Yeah. I think he knows, and I think the producers of that show are very well aware that I am free advertising for them, and what I do ultimately helps their show, but they will never admit it publicly. You'll never hear any of those people ever address me in an interview, ever say my name, because they just don't want to turn people on to me because they don't want their season spoiled. They understand it's going to get spoiled, but if they had their way, do they want it spoiled? Absolutely not. Yeah. So they just ignore it. And, um, you know, and it's fine. I get it. You know, that, but that's why I also don't know what Chris and I would even talk about. Like, it'd be really weird. I feel but, like he would, I've met a couple people that have met him and I feel like it'd be like not even giving like the time of day to and indulging in conversation. Yeah. I think it would literally be, Oh, you're the guy, huh? Oh, nice to meet you. And yeah. then I just, on my I, way. I, I wouldn't want to, the thing is I wouldn't want to stay and chit chat with him because I have nothing to say to him yeah. about anything. Like, um, it, it, like the only time I'd be interested in ever talking to Chris Harrison is if, and this is never going to happen. I can tell you that right now, but <laughs> is if he agreed to come on my podcast and do a sit down hour long interview where we can hash out all my grievances with the show and where I think that they have gone wrong and just talk about the show in general. But he's ne- he would never agree to come on my podcast because he knows I would ask him questions that he would have to lie about when he gives his answer yeah. or completely just shun me on it. Yeah, and, it, would, it would put him in an uncomfortable know. position. Yeah, and that's why he would never do it because he knows it would be uncomfortable. Yeah. So at this point in your career, you've got your podcast, you've got realitysteve.com, you have got eyes on the ground everywhere. You are making a living doing something that you love. What is next in your career? What's next for you? It's a good question. Um, you know, obviously, as long as the show is on the air, I'm going to spoil it. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. Um, I think the podcast, podcasting is the way to go now. People just don't want to sit and read anything anymore, especially any sort of long form writing. Mm-hmm. It, that's just that that's just going away. The website will always be there. My recaps are what Reality Steve has been known for for 17 years, and what the site has been. So I'll always have recaps, but you look at my recaps from five or six years ago and you look at them now. I mean, it is, I have, I have definitely watered it down. Um, I've also changed with the times, I believe. Um, I, I don't think I can say some of the things that I said even three or four years ago. And I've, I've been cognizant of that. Um, I, I just think it's going to go more toward the audio side at some point. Um, I just, my podcast I've enjoyed doing, I do once a week and they've, you know, they've always been interviews. Um, maybe I'll start doing more podcasts that are not interview related and more of me kind of hosting going back to my roots of sports talk radio. But I, I just, I, you know, people ask me all the time, um, who do you want as the next bachelor? Who do you want as the next bachelorette? And I, my answer is the same every time. I do not care. All I care is that there is an ex-bachelor and there is an ex-bachelorette season. That's all I care about. You've got to fill those Monday nights. <laughs> yeah. That's an employee for the time being. But, yeah, I mean, 
because uh, this is my full-time job. It's been my full-time job. This August will be uh, eight years that Reality Steve has been my full-time job. So um, I, it's just, it's been a fun ride and I'm just, I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I don't, I don't particularly like the show. If I, if, if the show wasn't my job, would I watch it? The answer would be hell no. I would not watch this show, but it is my job. I have to cover it because people expect it. I get information that nobody else has. And anybody in my position that got the information I did would do what I did, what I do. I just, it'd be stupid not to. I just think I, it's, it it definitely with, with the advent of social media, as much as it's helped, it definitely gets annoying a lot of the time because now everybody thinks their opinion is worth something or, and I just, the thing is I have to hear more opinions that I just don't care about. Um, and that's what gets annoying. That's the tough part of social media is how many people feel the need to say something. And usually it's not positive and it's all, sometimes it's hurtful to other people. And it's just like, I, 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 I try not to do that. It's yeah. like, look, yeah, I make fun of the show, but I'm not, I'm not, you're not malicious or, about it. Yeah, I'm not malicious. I'm not rude about it. But there are some people that take the show so seriously. And it's just, I mean, Luke P is getting, go go read the comments on Luke P's Instagram. And all he does is post a picture of him at the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a total douche canoe on the show this season. And nobody likes him. But go read some of the comments that people say to him. I know. Just because of a edited television show. It's ridiculous. I think sometimes people forget that this is a television show and the producers have a job to try and create some drama to get you to come back week to week, whether he's actually like that in person or not. I mean, it, it does. The social media gives you a platform to say whatever you want to whoever you want. You can slide into exactly. anybody's DMs. You can go ahead and leave a comment on somebody's Instagram picture. Yeah, it really, it kind of muddies the water a little bit to your point. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing is like anybody can say anything about anybody now. And if it's on the internet, there's a majority of people, not everybody, but a majority of people start to believe it and take it as fact. And I, you know, I've, I've had to be a lot more careful about what I've said and what I've released in the past few years, because I realize nowadays you can't just say whatever you, you have to back it up with something. If I have some inside dirt on somebody because somebody told me, I almost have to tell those people, well, if you don't come forward with it and detach your name to it and include text message conversations and include pictures, I can't run with it. it it's just not – people aren't going to believe it anymore, and it's on me. So it's, it's definitely changed, and um, I, just, I just think the, the part about everybody saying whatever they want to whoever they want with zero ramifications is really, really bothersome. If there was – you know, look, I understand there's so many Twitter accounts and you can't police everything. Um, but I think there should be something. If, if there was a way, just like we had the fantasy land of if I knew the score, what would mm-hmm. I do? If there was a way to where if you wrote something really, really hateful or threatening to a person on a reality show or just in general, an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend, whatever, and you called them out on social media and posted stuff – and immediately you were suspended and or fined, we would get so much less of it. But it's just impossible to do that. There's too many people saying too many things, and they can't do that. But if if there was some sort of repercussions for what people can get away with on Twitter and Instagram, 
like I'm talking major repercussions. I'm not saying go to jail for a month, but like seriously, a fine or there's no way you can ever sign on again to an Instagram account. I, people would definitely curb it, but there's no way. But you can't because some people get suspended now on Instagram and Twitter and they just create it under a new e- email address. Like, yeah. Just create a new profile and do it that way. It's like there's really no way to curb it. So that's the good and bad of social media. It's it's made its access to people that we wouldn't have access to a lot easier, but that's also turned into a negative. Yeah, I think we definitely both agree. And we both really enjoy the stuff that you put out there. We are followers. We consume your products. So thank you for doing what you're doing because it, you know, whether it's uh, majority of the time it's right, sometimes it has been wrong. You know that. But yeah. either way, it stirs up um, conversation in Bachelor Nation within the franchise. And it makes it a lot of fun to follow along with this show every Monday. So thank you for doing what you do because we really enjoy it. Yeah, my... Uh... My boyfriend doesn't like that I read the spoilers because he thinks that I've now deceived him by acting like I'm really invested every week. But I'd be nothing without reality, Steve. Just to let you know that. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys are followers. I'm glad you guys are readers. And that's that's all I really am out to do is just entertain and inform. I mean, that's what it's that's what I do. And um, I hope I can do that. And if one person is entertained or informed by what I do, then I'm doing something right and that's really all i care about we're right there along with you with the podcast well thank you so much i know we kept you way past the time we said that we would but we appreciate all of the time that you have given us um this has been great we are so excited to watch uh the rest of this season and to continue to follow along with you well thanks for having me on i appreciate it realitysteve.com uh your podcast the link is on there can you find can they find you on apple Podcasts and spotify also yeah it's all on just the Reality Steve podcast. Great. Perfect. I feel like I had so much more I wanted to ask him. Like what? Um, well, first and foremost, he talked about his Jason Mesnick mm-hmm. um, spoiler. The next one that I remember really was when I started paying attention to The Bachelor was the Nick Vile, Andy Dorfman, Josh Murray one. Yeah. So get this. So his ex-girlfriend, and I wanted him to tell the story because I'm sure he would have better ad-libs on it, but his ex-girlfriend, who he hadn't talked to in years. Reality Steve's ex-girlfriend? Yes, Reality Steve's ex-girlfriend was on a plane and heard like the word, the words Final Rose, um, filming, all this, and she was like, oh my gosh, they have to be talking about The Bachelor. So yeah. she took her phone and put it between the seats and realized that it was Nick Vile and got like two separate videos of him upset that she didn't pick that Andy didn't oh, pick. that Andy Nick. picked yeah because, I've never heard about that or, or that he she picked Josh Murray yes that she ended up picking Josh Murray yeah do you, and then do you remember she like came out with this book about how um about her relationship with Josh Murray well yeah and they're not together anymore but I nope. thought they were great I mean him looked like he had the most ideal family you could ever have out of the state of Georgia with his brother I mean now plays for the Bengals but oh yeah obviously huge football family but no I had no idea mm-hmm. but Nick has been on The Bachelor, on The Bachelorette, on Bachelor in Paradise. Like he, <laughs> and now he's on all of the Bachelor commercials. Yes, with, and like, now Caitlin he's Tom. like the promo guy besides Chris Harrison for the franchise. But I had no idea. 
You know what I really liked, too, about um, that conversation with him when we asked him about his NBA team? And he said that he's a Lakers fan, but, like, hates saying that he's a Lakers fan because he doesn't... It's not like everyone else is a Lakers fan. Like, he hates referring to it as we. Yeah. He's like, I just like watching the game. I'm like, that is so refreshing because there are... People, just like there are people who watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, that get way too attached to it, oh, way yeah. too into it. And he's just like, I like watching it. I don't say it's a we thing. I'm that. a we for sure. I really wanted to know what he thought about um, the Anthony Davis trade. But then I felt like I didn't yeah, know Yeah, I think it would... would have been like pushing it a little yeah. too far. Yeah. Only because he, I mean, I'm sure he followed it, but it doesn't, I don't think it kept him up at night. I wanted to know... Um, I guess I forgot what I wanted to know. Do you think we should send him any intel? I mean, yeah. Hey, Jed lives in this town. Yeah. Buzz is around town. Like, people know him, obviously. He is. Reality Steve was live tweeting the episode this week, which I know you haven't watched yet, but Jed plays music on the show. He sings Hannah a song. The lyrics are absurd, and he sounds like he's not from Nashville. And not aspiring to be an artist. And Reality Steve was just tearing him apart. And so was everyone else on Twitter. They were mind blown that this guy was supposed to be a future musician. I, in terms of him being a contestant, am surprised he's making it as far as he is. Musician or not. I mean, I think music always gets to any kind of... Any oh, girl, yeah. really, but I, I'm I'm kind of shocked he's getting as far as he is on the season. Yeah. Reality Steve tweeted 10 minutes ago. Give me 10 minutes. He was on with us 10 minutes ago. There must be something going on. Um, When he mentioned that one of his biggest influences is Bill Simmons, have you ever followed any of Bill Simmons' stuff? No. So um, I kind of, I was going through and looking at some stuff, and I recognized that, when he said Bill Simmons, it all kind of clicked to me that Bill Simmons was really a pioneer in the world of sports just because he was one of the first guys to make it big solely by writing and blogging on the subject of sports, mm-hmm. which was Boston-related pro teams. Um, and so when you think about it, he and Reality Steve are basically doing the same thing but kind of in different um, lanes. Yeah. Which, I mean, for them to... And I wanted to tell him that. Like, you are Bill Simmons. Like, for them to... That's what I was saying. Like, for them to never have met, but him to be on Bill Simmons' radar. Like, if I was on my sports idol's radar, she's not alive anymore, RIP, Pet Summit, or anyone else's that I idolized in, like, the entertainment sphere's radar, that's a win. You'll make your way to him. We'll have them both on the podcast. When we first reached out to Reality Steve... And said, hey, we host this podcast. It's bridging the gap between pop culture and sports. He responded right away and said that sports was his background. I don't really know if many people know that. I know I didn't. I wouldn't have known that if we wouldn't have looked it up. But then he truly almost quoted that in his response when he was talking about how he was so inspired by Bill Simmons. And he was like, the two things I love, pop culture and sports. And I was like, check. We worded our uh, bio correctly. I want to know... if all of the people that give him, like, feed him information, do they just volunteer this? Does he have to pay for it? Like, do they say, hey, I know something about, or do you think he's just gotten so big that it's like, I'm not going to pay you because I am Reality Steve? Yeah, I don't think he's going to pay them if they don't tell him someone else will. True. These people 
are in it for their own gain. I mean, he's going to quote a source, whether he admits who the source is or not, or he's going to get photo credits to someone that took a picture of someone and leaving the airport in Greece, which is how he got his information on the finale of this season. These people are, they want to be, they want the recognition and association with it. They don't really want it for the money as far as I can tell. What do you think that's like to start? Because I don't really know any other reality show that you could do this with. I mean, the Kardashians are already like doing a lot of their stuff in real time. They don't really ever keep anything hidden from us. And then the show comes out later and that's when we get the story. But for him, like, what do you think it's like being a fan of, I mean, he didn't say he was a fan of it, but watching a show, recapping it for fun. Because he already emulate, knows what happens. Right. To emulate some somebody that he that he really enjoys following to yeah. kind of do his own thing in his own lane. And then all of a sudden, it's like he gets a spoiler because he was just recapping it before. Yeah. And now he gets a spoiler and puts that out there in the world. And then all of a sudden his name blows up and you can't mention that franchise without Reality Steve being attached to it. No, like whenever I found out that we um, booked him for the show, I was texting my friends. I was like, do you guys know who Reality Steve is? They were like, yeah, we always look at the spoilers. Like everyone that watches has watched Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, uh, Bachelorette, any part of this franchise. Even a good question to would have been to ask him would be like if he is associated with the franchise internationally because there's a bachelor japan a bachelor england a bachelor germany and i've just now mm. thought to me i bet he's not yeah i i feel like we would have seen something had he been plus yeah no i just i think that it's more of just the american one i think it is too mostly he might have covered like the winter games which brought in former contestants from around the country or the world but i I don't know that the others are all affiliated with an international version of ABC, whatever that might be in your particular country. But I would wonder, like, is there is there a reality Steve in Japan? Is there another version of him Do they doing these franchises? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there a convention every year for all the Steves? That, Who's the like, reality right. Steve over in Tokyo? Yeah, they're like, we're going to send Demi to you for next season. Here's what she did for us. Hope it happens for you. The stuff that he breaks is mind-boggling. I know. I mean, he's... Okay, to put this in like a personal perspective, say you got engaged and only That's one person in the world knew and it was reality, Steve, and you were like, okay, we're like going to enjoy our time together, give it like the weekend, maybe a full week, like we're on vacation, let's not tell anyone yet, let's just enjoy it. And reality, Steve, is telling the whole world. Like he would tell... He's telling their parents. That's a good he point. He just told Jed's parents. That's a good point. Oh, uh, spoiler. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nashville. Um, I was thinking about this as I was um, prepping for our show for next week, um, talking about Kawhi Leonard and his girlfriend slash fiance slash no one really knows what their relationship is. Kawhi yeah. Leonard was MVP of the finals. Like He's like the biggest name in NBA right now. Um, he and his significant other significant other they have a daughter together but they maybe potentially have a son too right yeah like questionable whether they have a son or not but he just did an interview like a couple days ago and didn't mention a son at all he was like in my off time i like spending time with my daughter and everyone's like oh maybe he didn't have a son not sure but my point was i kind of like that they keep more of a private public profile because i think you and i take for granted that like our lives stay so like we don't have to actively (laughs) 
No one is looking us yeah. up. No one cares what, what I post on Instagram or where I am. But you can see me at BNA. You send a picture of me to someone, they're going to wonder who that dumpster of a girl is that wandered in the airport at 6 a.m. Bun on the top of the head. They're going to be like, another girl walking through. I think we need a reality, Steve, for uh, the the professional sports team's relationships. That's what we need. That's what I would like to know because here I am going like, all right, but what's the status of their relationship? Kawhi Leonard and his significant other. Um, A, what does it really matter? It really doesn't to my life. But at the same time, I like to know. Yeah, it doesn't benefit me uh, financially, professionally, or personally, but uh, still, you know, fuels my entertainment buzz. So you know how we asked him at the end what what the next step in his career is? That should be his next step. (laughs) Professional relationship reality, (laughs) Steve. I don't know. I don't think, uh, what's the same? Tristan Thompson would not nope. be on uh, good terms with Reality Steve. No. Um, wow. Our first guest, Reality Steve. In the books. It's only up from here. And that was a good good ground. Good uh, groundwork to lay. We covered we covered some some good topics with Reality Steve. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll have him on uh, at some point later on another podcast, on another episode. I hope so. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. You can catch new episodes of Step One Learn Sports every other Thursday. This has been a really exciting one for us. Um, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're now on Stitcher, Google Play. Listen to 104.5 The Zone during the week to get all of your real-time sports news. See you next time.